All right, our vision at Westlight is to experience heaven together, which encompasses loving and healthy relationships. And we are so into experiencing heaven together that we want you guys, if you're single, not married people, (laughs) we want you guys to experience heaven together even when you date. Like we're getting into everything because you know what? Pat Benatar is right. Love is a battlefield. But it doesn't have to be a war zone, okay? We don't have to leave people injured on the ground as we date. It is, you know, because it's so hard, right? It's complicated. It's exciting. And yet it's fearful and it's so complex. And everyone has different ideas of what dating should be. Like, I don't know if it's still like this, but back in my day, like 30 years ago, (laughs) the guy, like the girls are like, we love dating because it's exciting and it's so romantic and the guys bring us flowers. And and this is just the beginning. Like, this is just the beginning. Like when we get married, it's going to be even greater and more grand and it's going to be awesome. Where the guys are like, "Um, I'm going to do this, this, and this because I got to get married to the woman of my dreams right? And then they get married and then romance, wooing, it stops, right? They're like, you know what? I got my wife. Now I got to get my house or I got to do my career. or I got to get my baby. You know, it's just like, oh, and you're like, what what happened to the guy that I was dating? This is like false advertising. What happened to the guy who brought me flowers, right? He's gone. He's on to the next goal. And I may be totally wrong. This, I may, I may be totally wrong, but my guess is that for many of us, our expectations, what we think about dating, it comes from social media, right? Or what we see on TV. Like when we go on Instagram 100 times a day and we see all these things, like I saw recently, and I hope it wasn't any of you guys, I'm not making fun of you if it was. Um, But I saw like this couple walking along the beach and then I saw a picture of them looking at each other and the sun was setting and they're like, oh, and I'm, I'm like, oh, how come Paul and I ever do that? Like, that is so cool. And I just bite into it, you know, or we think about like, oh, and I think about the person that's like the perfect guy or the perfect girl that I want to date. You know, you know, we don't think of like regular people. Right? We think of the people we see on TV, like the movies, or like the Korean uh, K-pop people, or you know, it's like we're just, we're thinking way, way out there, and it shapes how we, what we see and who we want to date. And when we think of falling in love, like can't we just fall in love in a week like everybody else on TV? Like, you know, we, we see that and we're like, ah, oh, can't it just be like, Oh, I dropped it. Oh, oh, bump heads. Yeah. Oh, who are you? And, and he's totally handsome. And you're like, ah, oh. right? We want that. The, 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 the media shapes how we think about dating and what we think. But research shows that, that when we think that when media helps to shape our expectations like that, that that's totally unrealistic. And that when, when, that, when we shape our, our, our expectations on that, it really leads us to disappointment. And those kinds of expectations, like, they have long-lasting negative effects on our relationships. Like, those unrealistic false expectations, they really ruin our relationships. And so what we're going to talk about is how we can realign, 
you know, our life or our hearts or whatever towards love, right? Because it's not these false expectations that are so, like, right in front of our faces. It's about love and who God is. And so this problem that we are facing, that we have to live in every day, that we see every day, it's not a new problem. It's a problem that even the early church had been facing. And so theologian N.T. Wright in his commentary about Ephesians He said, he wrote that that they uncovered these large wall paintings. And this is so awkward, can I say, because our kids' own people, they used to be my kids' own people last week, last year, a few months ago, they're here. So I'm not going to look at you guys. I'm going to talk to you guys, (laughs) to the adults here. But they uncovered wall paintings and um, statues and pottery that had pictures of (laughs) S-E-X. And and it was like, you know, then, and it was just like it was all over. Like, their ancient Netflix and ancient Instagram were like these wall covering, these wall paintings and the pottery and, and all kinds of stuff was going on that people could see. That was their Instagram. That was their Netflix. And so the, the new early church, they had to be like, this is what's going on in our culture. This is what we see. We see all these things. We have people have these paintings and stu- you know, stra- uh, statues in their houses and all over the city, these large cities. How do we, like, work this out? Like, do we move into the country where there's nobody? No, we can't do that. They got to live in the city. So how they had to learn how to, like, have this in their world to see this right in front of their faces, like all the time, and, and learn how to like live with who they are in Christ and what they believe and who God is and his love and kind of work it out and learn how to live out their love. They had to realign their, their lives towards love. And so he's doing all this, right? And so Paul's talking about this. And in the beginning, of, and you know, God's always about grace and truth. And so I want to what I'm going to read later is about truth. So I want you guys to know that in the chapters before, in Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, it was all about the love, right? How, how Paul is writing about how he wants us to know God's love and how God lavishes his love on us and how he wants all of our lives to be rooted and grounded in his love. So keep that in mind as we read this next passage, okay? It's Ephesians um, 5, 3 through 10. So let's go. Oh, gosh, I can't look at y'all. As for fornication, and if you don't know what that word means, ask your parents. As for fornication, uncleanness of any kind or greed, you shouldn't even mention them. You are, after all, God's holy people. Shameful, stupid, or coarse conversations are quite out of place. Instead, there should be thanksgiving. You should know this, you should know this, you see. No fornicator... Nobody who practices uncleanness, no greedy person, in other words, an idolater, has an inheritance in the Messiah's kingdom or in God's. Don't let anyone fool you with words that are not true. God gets angry when people who don't obey him talk like that. So don't have anything to do with them. In the past, you were full of darkness, but now you are full of light. Light in the Lord. So live like children who belong to the light. This light produces every kind of goodness, right living and truth. And try to learn what pleases the Lord and work it out. You see, back in that day, like even the churches practiced, had like these rituals that included 
S-E-X, right? And it was like, it went, at one side of the spectrum, it was like, you know, the rituals, the religious rituals look like prostitution. And at the other end, it looked like, you know, if you have engaged in these sexual activities and, and whatever they were doing, like, you're going to be enlightened. Like, this is what's going to help you see and you'll be enlightened. And Paul's like, no, you know what? Those things that you've been teaching, the things that you've been learning, or the things that you see that's right in front of you, like, that is not true. And so you may think, uh, you might, your brain might have turned off. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, we're going to talk about S-E-X, and she's going to say, don't do it, because Christians don't do it. No, like, like, take a deep breath. That's maybe what other preachers would talk about. But that's not what I'm talking about today. It's about how, how what they saw and the culture that they lived in, it influenced and shaped their lives, even probably without them even knowing it, just like it happens to us today. And that how we need to learn, Paul is saying, how can we learn to, to take that and live out our lives in Christ, in our world? And so that's what we're talking about, not the good or the bad or the right or wrong. It's how do we go engage in that process of figuring out how to live our faith in Jesus in this world. I'm talking about realigning our lives towards love. And so Paul's saying, don't be fooled right? And, and he talks about God's anger. Like, you know, God is so protective of us. He loves us so much. He's so, we are so precious to him that if people are teaching things or saying things or leading us to do things that are really don't align with him and his love, that leads us to harm and negative consequences, that he gets angry about it. And it's not that his anger is explosive or that he's going to lose his temper. His anger is like a parent who's like, you know, if someone was like like being mean to my child, like I'm going to get angry. And I'm going to like, I'm gonna, I don't know what I would do, but I would get angry at that child. Like, why are you, why are you doing that to my baby girl? Why are you doing that to my baby boy, you know? And I, you get mad, but it's not like outrageous it's not like he's gonna lose his temper but that angers him because he loves us and we're so precious to him and the things that the the, the people were seeing in terms of like the sex it was like not the way that god intended it to be like he intended it to reflect his love for us and with actions that that they were participating in it was harmful to themselves and was harmful to one another and they were teaching it like this is the norm this is what we should do this is what brings us enlightenment and, and Paul's like no what brings what, what well, you are in the light because you have Christ in you that the spirit of God is in you you are a child of the light and so like let's not buy into that let's not buy into the hype but let's understand who God is and what his love is like and what it means to live in the light and what it means to live out the love that that we receive from God and how we can live out that love with one another and so really the church needed to figure out how to how to realign their lives towards love and and I think you know the easiest thing and maybe for some of us it would be you know what I'm going to delete my Instagram or I don't have Instagram I'm going to not never get it or I'm going to, like, cancel my subscription to Netflix. Like, that could be an option, but I'm not saying that we need to cut it all off because that's not realistic because, honestly, we love that stuff, right? And so, and not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I was going to make a joke, but I won't. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that we need to work it out with God and others. And there's no universal answer. 
and there's no answer that's going to be the same. Like each of our answers and how we work it out is going to look differently. And so I think what Paul is saying in this passage is that, one, we need to recognize how Instagram and Facebook and Netflix, they influence and shape our expectations for love and dating, right? And we need to grow, too, we need to grow in our understanding of who God is and what is love, it, it feel, what, it, what, it, what it is and, and what his love is like. And then the third thing is we need to figure out how to live out this love, knowing what we know about God and knowing what we know about ourselves and knowing how it affects us. And so we're going to go through a couple of examples. Um, I picked a couple of my favorite romantic comedies. And so the first one we're going to watch is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It's a little old, but it's one of my favorite. Okay, so advice columnist Andy Anderson, which is, who's played by Kate Hudson. How many of you guys have seen it? Okay. Uh, you're you're going to watch this when we get home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she writes a piece about how to get it to lose a guy in 10 days. And so she goes to the bar. Like, this never happens. So she goes to the bar, and she runs into Matthew McConaughey. Like, how lucky is that? Right? <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey is, like, so confident in his ability to attract him. He's like, you know, I can make her fall in love with me in 10 days. Ironic, right? And so... <laughs> Uh, they meet, they start dating, they're, you can guess what happens, they fall in love, and then she finds out about the bet, because he bets his friends that I can make her fall in love with me in 10 days, he finds out about the article that she's trying to lose him in 10 days, uh, you know, get rid of him in 10 days, and so uh, they find out, and they fight, and they're like, I'm never talking to you again, and then we're going to watch the end and see what happens. <laughs> Do 
time he almost gets hit, I'm always like, <gasps> like don't get hurt. But what do we learn about love and how to lose a guy in 10 days? Right? We learn that you can fall in love with someone in 10 days. And well, I know, it's not realistic. And then also that, like, if you really love someone, you will go to great lengths. Like, he followed her across town. And I'm always like, is he going to find her? Is he going to find her? And, and we just have this, like, false expectation of what, of what love is like. Because half the time, or half the movie, right, Andy is not really who she is. And there's no way that they could really fall in love because he doesn't know who she is. And then, like, this great gesture of, like, oh, we're going to, you know, I'm going to search for her no matter what. Like, if they, you just met, like, realistically, if you just met a guy and he went to your office and was chasing you across New York, you would totally call the police. <laughs> right? You would totally call the police. And so what, what do we learn about from Jesus about relationships, right? He came to this earth, and he spent three years with his disciples and with his friends. Like, building relationships and trust and love, it takes time. And he gave love time to grow. And I may be wrong, but I think if you are falling in love with someone who's, like, good-looking, and you don't know that much about them, it's probably infatuation, because you, you don't really know them, and it takes time. And as for great and grand gestures, like no one can beat Jesus, right? Because he laid down his life for us because of his love for us, because he loves us so much. And so I think we need to look at, like, how does this movie affect us and, how, like, influence and shape our expectations? What does God say about love and relationships? And then I think we need to look at ourselves. Like, for some of you who are more realistic and cynical and are like, oh, like, this is so not real. Like, God bless you. But I am so, I so easily buy into this stuff. And so, like, um, after, like, uh, watching Boys Over Flowers for the whole weekend, if you guys don't know, it's a Korean drama that's, like, one of my favorites. Um, I will come out of my little Korean drama room, and I'll come out, and I'll see Paul on the couch, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, why don't you take me to an island and have dinner on the beach and give me fireworks? And he's just like, what? And I'm like, nothing. It's okay. And I get all irritated and grouchy. And he's like, what did I do? I'm like, that's the point, you know? And then I just get all irritated. But then if, like, if I could just, like, this is the reality. Like, okay, these are my expectations. And you know what? Paul loves me. I don't have to be all grouchy because I know that he loves me and that he is a very practical guy, right? And if I could just be like, I mean, to do a grand gesture, to sweep me off to an island and have dinner and do fireworks, like that's just not him, right? But if I can love him and accept him for who he is and be like, okay, you know what? He does the little things. Those little sweet gestures, like, help me, you know, not help me. We do the dishes together. Um, but, you know, if we, if we do the dishes together, if we run errands together, like, that's who Paul is. And those things that we do, those little sweet gestures that we do together, it adds up and means so much more than those grand gestures. And that's the way, you know, and that's how, like, I've learned to live out this, this faith, my faith in, in, in love, by loving him and accepting him for who he really is and not what I want him to be. And so the next example is, I think we have time. The next example, I'm going to go a little over, sorry. The next example is Crazy Rich Asians. How many of you have seen that? 
I hope it's more recent. Okay, so Rachel Chu, she accompanies her longtime boyfriend, um, Nick Young, to his best friend's wedding in Singapore, right? And she's so surprised to learn that Nick is actually very wealthy and that, you know, all of the, you know, he's like the Singapore's most eligible bachelor. And so she goes and she meets his family and then his mom doesn't really approve of her. And there's this whole drama. And then we're going to watch the final scene and see what happens. Do they get together or not? Just one second. Nick, what are you doing here? I'm flying back to New York with you. Don't make this harder than it already is. I always imagined what me proposing to you would be like. You know what? I had it all planned out. Oh, yeah, right behind you. Don't mind me. I'd bring you to my favorite spot on the island. There's a hidden trail that I used to go to as a child. Now, there's a cove there that opens up to this beautiful lake. Um, sorry, dude. Give me a second. <laughs> when the sun hits the horizon, I get down on one knee. And the rest of the world would fall away. Because it would just be you. And because it's just you. Sorry, I can help you with that. Right, stay there. Yeah, you too. Put your fingers. Lift it up. Okay. Oh, everybody okay? Because I just need 30 seconds with this woman. Coming through. Sorry. I know this is a far throw from a hidden paradise. But wherever you are in the world, that's where I belong. But I... Rachel Chu. Will you marry me? <laughs> and make me the happiest man in this world? that too long but oh my god <laughs> okay so what do we learn about crazy rich agents is that we can find the perfect guy and he's handsome and he's thoughtful and he's self-sacrificing or we can find the perfect you know girl who's beautiful and and would sacrifice everything because she loves them so much right and that's what we learn and that's what we take away and it's just so awesome but does that really happen uh, maybe if you're the prince harry <laughs> the Duchess of Sussex. I'm like, okay, can that really happen? And then it kind of happened. But um, it doesn't happen all the time. And then a lot of times we think, oh, we're going to find the perfect one. And that's what's going to make our relationship so, you know, perfect and happy. And we'll have the happily ever after. But what do we know about Jesus and his love for us and our love for him? 
Like, if you look at God, and like, let's look at the history of Israel, right? He's like, I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to promise to be your God forever. And the, Israel's like, yes, I will love you and worship you forever. And then they kind of forget about him, and they kind of like commit adultery, and they leave him, and then they're in trouble, and they're like, oh, I need God. And then they're like, God, forgive me. And he's like, I love you. Of course I'll forgive you. And they're like, okay, we'll worship you forever. And then they, oh, you forget about him. I mean, that is the cycle, right? And that's the reality of how relationships are. It's not just we're going to live happily ever after. And then the beauty of it is God like, gave us Jesus. And so we'll always have forgiveness. He gives us his grace and his unconditional love. And he made it. He, he is the perfect one for us. And even with the perfect one, if we're in a relationship with the perfect one, it still go, has that cycle of, of forgetting and, and rebelling and adultery. And then we come back. So how do we realign our lives towards love? How do we work this out? And it's our, my answer is going to be different from your answer. But it's, it's important and it's messy. And, and it would be easier just to be like, okay, I'm not going to do this. But it's messy and it takes time and it takes intention. And so when I was dating um, Paul, you know, my fear was um, I wanted to find the one because if I could find the one, then I know I'm not going to be trapped in this loveless torture marriage for the rest of my life, right? And so I was so focused, like, Lord, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? Is this, I think he's the one. The soul, is he the one? And I was just like so focused on the one because I thought the one would give me this perfect, happy life. And then I would do the right thing. But I think when I look back, that the one thing is that's such a false expectation, that the thing that maybe I would be more loving and more healthy would be to work on, you know, my own healing, like what we're talking about with me and we, to work on my own healing and my own growth as a person and in my faith, that I would be a more loving and healthy person because that is what's going to make the marriage not uh, more free and full of love as opposed to being trapped in a marriage where you're unhappy for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, not that, not, that does not happen here. <laughs> but that's how, you know, I needed to learn over time to realign my life towards love. And so dating relationships are complicated. Instagram and Facebook and Netflix, they all, all influence and shape our lives. But knowing how they influence and our expectations, they help us to date well. And they help us to experience heaven together even in our dating relationships. And so I want to encourage you. Um, we're going to have three questions, I, I guess, at every sermon, after every sermon. And so these are my three questions that I want to, really want to encourage you to think about, um, not just in, you know, in the privacy, you know, just alone, but I really encourage you to talk with others, your life group or your friends, um, about, about these three questions. So the first one is, how has media influenced and shaped my expectations for dating and relationships? Um, and if my expectation were met, what, would, what need would my expectation be fulfilling? So if Paul really did take me out to an island and set up fireworks, you know, that would be my need. That would be fulfilling my need to feel loved and feel special. And that's really not going to do it, right? It'll do it for that moment, but in the long run, that's not going to do it. And so what is that? What are your expectations? Um, what need are they fulfilling? 
And then three, how do I see the Holy Spirit already moving to meet my need? You know, and then maybe he's, he's you know, he's always moving and he's, he wants us to feel loved. You know, for me, to know that I'm loved and I'm, I'm precious and, and his daughter. And so how is he doing that? Like, I'm expecting him to do it this way, expecting Paul to be a certain way. I was like, that's not me. And that's not really going to fulfill the need that I really want to long, that I really long to fulfill through these false expectations. God loves us. We find in the scripture that his intentions for relationships are good, even though it's not easy. And sometimes, let's be honest, dating just sucks, right? It's, it's not fun, and it takes, it's hard. It takes time and work and vulnerability, but then you don't know if you should be vulnerable. And it's, just, it's hard. It's hard to navigate through. But God, he, 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 he loves us, and he wants us. He's encouraging us, I think, through this passage or today. is like, don't buy into the hype. I mean, I think that's what Paul would say <laughs> in today's language. Like, don't buy into the hype. Don't set your expectations on things that are not going to give you life and not going to really provide love. But align your, your heart towards the one who is, who, will, who is truth, who is love, who is life. And learn how to navigate and, and figure out how to live out like your love and your faith in him in the world that we live in. Let's pray. Gracious God, I, I feel like talking about dating may um, bring up some negative feelings for us. And I know maybe because um, it hasn't always been positive, it hasn't always been a positive experience. And so I feel like maybe some of us may be feeling like sad or discouraged or lonely or some sense of guilt or shame. And I think that all of these feelings are normal, that no one dates perfectly, that just like everything else, dating takes learning and practice and experience. And we're so inundated with these false expectations about this process and, and even you know, about who we want to date and even for ourselves. And so, Lord, I ask that your spirit would just tend to our hearts. That you would continue to pour out your grace and your unconditional love on us. That you would help us to know at a deeper level, just deep in our hearts, how much you really love us and accept us for who we are. That we are so precious to you. That you desire so much good for us. And that you help us, that you want to lead us and realign our lives and our hearts towards love. That you empathize with us and you know what we're going through. You see our hearts and, and you know. So Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage and the grace to lean into your presence. Give us the courage and grace to receive your love and grace. And Lord, I pray that you would just help us that, to experience heaven together, even in the way that we date. May you be glorified and honored. 
even in, in our dating lives. Thank you for your love for us and, and for your grace towards us. In your son's name we pray, amen.